Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. I wanted to carry on with um, what I did subbing for Sarah's class yesterday. I've, I've been Alan this week, I was Sarah this week, and finally I'm myself. Um, so as myself, I want to talk about the um, unstable uh, status of self. That, you know, we have kind of two selves in, in the way that we think about yoga practice. We have, the, we have a center of chakras that's literally called the self-center right, in the second chakra. And then we have what yogis call the jiva or the self <laughs> in the hrid chakra. And in both cases, these are self, and it point, points out that this kind of dual nature of, of things. And, you know, if, if you've been in 200-hour teacher training, there's this talk about Tantra being a non-dualistic philosophy, right? that there's not two things. And yet, there are two different ways that we experience what is, in essence, one thing. And that is that we have a self that has a uniqueness, that has a personality, that has different traits, that's different from all the other selves. And we absolutely need to do that. Otherwise, we'd be walking all over other people's boundaries, right? Thinking they are not their own unique self, right? But at the same time, we have the capability and one might even say the, the evolutionary drive to experience the self that transcends these characteristics, these qualities of individual and connects us with whole, with what is bigger than that. So in our Tantra practice, we, we usually talk about the elements. We talk about the energies of the elemental forces. And we have the most formed part of our experience, the stuff of like coming together, structure, making things, as the earth element. So once things are the earth element, they're like very evident to us. And then at the other end of the spectrum, we have the space element or the akasha element and that is the least dense, the least formed already. This is literally the realm of being able to come up with form, to come up with idea, to come up with a way of seeing or framing or shaping something so that we can then, you know, play with it, do with it, work with it be with it, communicate about it, all of those things. So, and in between, we have the, the, the making of that happen. And whenever you get into, you know, meditation, you start to be in this, like, which direction am I going place? Because sometimes we're like having to deal with stuff out in the world. It's like we have to create stability in our lives so that we can live and be okay, comfortable, safe, all those good things, those like low-level hierarchy of needs things. But then when we're going to meditate, we're also trying to like leave all of that behind and have the experience of ourselves where jiva, atman, isn't just about our individual experience, but is helping us to see Atman, helping us to see all that is, Param Atman, like consciousness itself. So the place that that gets 
um, managed, you could say, is in Anahata Chakra. I wore my Anahata Chakra shirt, but because we have backlighting here, you can't see that. So I, you just have to believe me. Um, <laughs> but what this Anahata energy is creates the ability to turn one way and then the other, to have movement within the everything else that is going on. Right? So it's that movement that then creates the life that we're used to where things actually go somewhere. Yeah? And we have that movement in our physical realm, like I'm going, I came to here this morning, right? You fell out of bed this morning, came to here. And the, the, the movement though also occurs on every other potential level, including the movement in our minds, that we have as thoughts, or sometimes even anxieties, or good ideas and whatnot. And then we have movement among other people, so we're interacting as movement. The movement of all of the stuff of the universe is going on. So we would call that all this element of vayu, or wind, the air element. And that element, being movement, is the one that's most prone to getting kind of knocked in a different direction from one where we would feel pretty good, right? So like if we're on a path, we're going along and everything's the way we just set it up and now everything's fine, it's not unlikely that the wind element will just blow us off track. Right? And suddenly we have to deal with the fact that now things do not look as they did a moment ago. And so what do I do about that? You could complain. And that's what many people do. They complain about the fact that things are not the way that they wanted them to be. And so we have a lot of talking about it and thinking about it and worrying about it and wishing it were not so. But what's a more fruitful way, given that the nature of reality is that we always are going to have movement and it's always going to be changing and there's always going to be something different going on. It's more fruitful for us to learn how do I stay in equanimity when things change? So how can I find the capacity to not only deal with oh, wow, like something bad happened, but I know because I heard in yoga class that I'm supposed to stay equanimous. And that's such a weird word. Uh, You know, it's just to stay that way, balanced. But imagine if when things were like good, they're going the way you want them to, could you still be in that state? Could you still say, right, well, this is just the up, and then there's the down, and then there's the up, and then there's the down, and then there's the up, and being in equanimity is not caring which way it goes. The Bhagavad Gita says it so explicitly. It says, uh, Arjuna says, how do you know when someone has actually accomplished this yoga thing that you're talking about, Krishna? And Krishna says, when you can get a clod of dirt or a lump of gold and you feel the same way. So it's coming to be okay with the way things roll, right? With the way things go. And it doesn't mean you don't work towards stuff. And it doesn't mean you can't enjoy when things are easy. And it doesn't mean you can't be sad when things are not going the way you hoped. But that you know that that's the nature of things. And so you kind of take that as a given, in the same way, like a little kid gets very upset about things that as an adult, you're like, well, yeah, that's the way it goes, sorry. You know, you'll be okay, just wait five minutes and you know, things will be different. It's, it's like, now we're going from that amount of knowledge to can we see that the world is like that? And so we have this, you know, more, uh, enlightened is such a pretentious word, but it's like a more enlightened view of the way that things work. and. The Sanskrit word for that, the way, how things actually are, is sat. 
Right? Sat means the way things actually are. Asat means that's not the way things are. Right? And most of us spend a lot of time in asat. One of the one of the oldest mantras says, "Lead me from asat to sat." Asatoma satkamaya. So we would like to get better at dealing with that, and because our world is in constant motion, sometimes we feel it and then we lose it <laughs> because something just happened and it knocked us off or it blew us off our calm again. Right. So. We have this kriya at ishta that is so simple and so powerful at creating sat within the realm of the air element, right? To encourage the ability to take this movement energy, which goes by the vibration yam, as its bija mantra, and to establish sat there. So we can have the experience of all of the movement of all the things outside in the world, and we can come back and be in this place of ah, you know, of sat here in ourselves. So the practice is to just visualize energy outward, back inward, outward, back inward. It's one of the, it's like a metaphor of the way that we have to constantly be in motion. We're in motion between this and that, between them and me, between higher self, lower self, right? Between taking care of business in the world, making sure I take care of the business of remembering who am I in that Paramatman way. So we'll use that, that simple, as <laughs> it's, written up in the teacher training manual. This is a simple version or the first version or the basic version of the Satyam practice. Sat, energy expands. Yam, energy focuses back in to a point of light. And then adding the mantra Sat, Yam, with the visualization helps to tune us to get us like used to that action and to be able to bring that more easily into living. Come on to all fours. As you breathe in, curl your toes under, arch and open the cow. As you breathe out, tops of the feet to the floor, round into the cat. Inhale, the cow, exhale, the calf. After your next breath in, on the exhale, seat to your heels, the seal, the child's pose. And we'll move into Bali's seal. Inhale up on your knees, arms overhead. Exhale, seal. Inhale the cobra, maybe on bent elbows, a lower cobra. Exhale back to seal. And of course, you could be doing the Saham Kriya with all of this. Inhale, Sa, energy crown to base. Exhale, the seal, energy distributes through you as you. Inhale, Cobra, Sa, inspiration. Exhale, Ham, that energy distributes. So this is the direction that Kriya Saham is the direction of moving into life, becoming unique, having the inspiration of your soul, yourself, your Jiva Atman, expressing as you.
扫号。The next time you are back in the seal, the fourth of the poses. Take your time if you just started around. Pause for a moment in the seal, and then we'll invert into either the headstand or downward facing dog, or some variation of that. Turning the chakra line upside down. You can use the saham in that. You can use the lotus posture in your legs in that version if you're in a headstand. Your way down from your inversion, sit up either in the lotus or in the hero pose, and just feel the effects of having done that swapping of the orientation of chakras. Sit over onto the right side of your feet. Maybe hook your right toes across your left ankle if that feels okay. Set your left hand down where your feet are, and take your right arm to come up and over, lengthening through the right side. down, bring your legs around the other way, maybe left toes over the right ankle, right hand down by your feet, left arm up, On that side, bring your legs straight out ahead into Dandasana staff. Sit nice and tall, broad across your chest. Saw inspiration, crown to base. Hum energy distributes. cells that are the earth element manifestation of the inspiration you breathe in. Bend both knees, soles of your feet on the floor, and then you'll wipe your legs right and left a few times. Warm up your hips. And then make your way into a comfortable seat Padadirsasana, fingers on your <coughs> side ribs, or modify that if there's a better practice for you, and feel the expansion of the ribs out into your hands on your inhale, and the release of the rib cage back toward the center on the exhale. 
as you're breathing in, notice the amount of movement under your hands, so sort of quantifying the way the breath is moving to just compare right versus left. Try to determine which side is dominant right now in the cycle of breath. Maybe confirming the feeling in your hands with the way the nostrils are feeling open or not. If you're in Padadirsasana with your arms crossed, switch the crossing so the arm that was on the bottom is now on the top. Shifting the way that you're applying subtle pressures of this arm shape. Like all mudras, it's designed to shift our energy. In this case, balancing Ida and Pingala nadis. Go ahead and look back again at the dominance and see if it's the same or has it shifted? Is it more balanced out? If it feels very much like the same side is still strong, the same nostril is still much more open than the other, keep the hand on that dominant side and let the other hand release out and lower that down to your leg. So you're only pressing on the dominant side for the next few breaths. Now let your hands both lower down to your legs, but with your right hand, create a hankara mudra, that finger and thumb pads together, pointer finger, thumb, and hold that right in the center of your chest. Where ahankara means the eye maker, the creator of that sense of eye. Find the location that feels most like where I sense I. And in that spot, visualize a glow. And when you next breathe in, let that glow expand outward. When you breathe out, let that same amount of light focus into a brilliant point in the center of your chest in that place of I. And each breath now is a pulse of light expanding outward as you inhale and coming back to a brilliant point as you exhale. This is very much the way that we live, constantly shifting between a focus out and uh, attention to ourselves, orienting, relating, interacting. So let this light be the sense of a balance, a harmony between those two orientations toward us, part of the interaction and self. and both to foster the sense of that harmony and to encourage it, to help it, to shift toward it, 
add the mantra that describes the state we're after, sat yang. Sat as the energy expands, yang as the light draws back into a point. designator of this Kriya's functioning, the thing we're looking for, is to start to feel an ease between those two orientations of our energy. If you know the Sri Yantra, where the triangles are superimposed, they are in balance with each other, and that's what we're trying to establish, the feeling energetically of that harmony. So I'm going to leave you on your own now to take this Kriya to that point. And once you feel in harmony, to leave the Kriya behind and take the effect of it, the calm that harmony creates, and then use that feeling as the launch of your meditation to move into silence from there. So I'll be quiet now and I'll bring us back at the end.
stay in your meditation. And we'll use the practice of samyama, holding samadhi and dhyana and dharana all together to invite the unbound wisdom of your meditation to point at, to gain insight into some aspect of living. And we'll use this artavato samyama to gain insight into how to live in the most graceful way, tuned to our karma. Bring the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Let your palms come lightly together in front of the heart center. And invite the wisdom of your meditation to flow down into your hands. Move your tongue behind the upper teeth at the gum line. Move your hands a little and start the pointing your attention at the energy of your meditation. Feel the tingling of the meditation energy when your hands are together. Take your hands slightly apart and see if you feel the energy as a radiant quality, heat. Bring your hands farther apart and back toward each other. Maybe you'll feel it as a magnetic tug, holds, pushing. Bring your hands up over your eyes. Maybe you'll see it as light. As you direct now the wisdom, the insight of your meditation into Ashna Chakra, let the brain, the command center, be filled with wisdom to help you as you make decisions throughout the day. We'll reinforce this with Om Namah Shivaya, let your palms come together in front of the brow four times. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om. Draw your hands down the face to the jawline and around the jawline to the back of your neck helping to reground as we draw this focus down as well. Bring your hands back around to the throat in front and start to direct the energy into the Sutta Chakra, bringing the wisdom of your meditation into this area where we express ourselves so that our expressions are wise as well. The mantra, Omaim Saraswati Namaha. Om Aim Saraswati Namaha Om Aim Saraswati Namaha Om Aim Saraswati Namaha Draw the energy of your meditation to the thymus gland <clears throat> and we'll interrupt the movement through the chakras to send wisdom into this center so that we can remain healthy and not be preoccupied with our bodies and the challenges that come from that. The mantra, Om Ram 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 Ramaya Namaha. 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 Draw the energy of your meditation to the heart center, the focus of our practice today, and feel this heart center in balance, in harmony from the practice, from the Kriya we did. And let the wisdom of your meditation help to keep it that way, to know how to maintain this balance regardless of what movement takes place in your living. Bring your palms together in Anjali Mudra. Om Namo Narayanaya. 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 Om. 
energy to the Hrid Chakra, the abode of the Jiva Atman. And let your hands come into Matangi Mudra, palms together, interlace all your fingers except the middle finger. And then with the heels of your hands right above the solar plexus, let the wisdom of your meditation, <clears throat> which is the Atman within you, shine through here to bring us clarity. What is the purpose of this individuality? Let us see that clearly. Om Hrit Ram Swaha. Om Hrit Ram Swaha. Om Hrit Ram Swaha. Om Hrit Ram Swaha. Draw the energy of your meditation to the navel center. Right palm face down, left palm face up. Heels of your hands against the navel to let the fire be stoked with, fueled by the wisdom of your insights in meditation so that your thinking is brilliant, your metabolism functions well, your actions are courageous and effective out in the world. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Om Draw the energy down to the pelvis and here in the other self-center, the self that is governed by what do I like, what don't I like, what are my habits, what are my patterns, what is my personality, such a blinding jungle of emotion. Let the light of your meditation shine here so that like Durga who rides on the back of a a tiger, you're able to slice through all of that toward what brings you into your next level of evolution. The mantra Om Dum 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 Durga Ye Namaha. 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 Draw the energy to the Muladhara chakra at the base. Interlace your pinky and the next two fingers, pointers toward the earth, thumbs toward the sky. And with this yoni mudra in front of the base, let the meditation energy bring stability into your life so that your work is stable, so that your family functions with ease, and so that you have prosperity in your life. Om Lakshmivam Shri Kamaladharam Swaha. 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 Take your hands to the tops of your thighs. And to help ensure that any obstacles that appear in your living, you're easily able to move through. Om Gam 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 Ganapataye Namaha. 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 Massage from hip to knee. Bringing your focus down into your legs to help get that sense of being back in my body, connected to the earth. Move your hands around your knees and then down your shins, down your calves in the back. And hold your ankles tight for a couple of breaths, really focusing all the way to your feet. And walk five lines down the soles of your feet, line from your heel to each one of your toes. 
reorienting toward the five elements and our five senses that experience them. And then make your way onto your back, into Shavasana, let your body rest. Adjust your hips and your shoulders and your head so that there's no work involved in this pose. You're not having to hold. Rather, everything's getting to let go. Satuma Sat Gamaya Tamasuma Jultir Gamaya Mrityur Mamritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Om Begin to move your fingers and your toes. Run your thumbs across your fingertips. Tilt your head a little from side to side. Take a nice breath in and lift your arms up overhead, stretching along through the right side, fingertips to toes, and then through the left side, fingers to toes. Bend your knees, hug them in, wrap your hands around your shins. And then set your feet down on the floor and lift your hips, pressing up into the bridge pose, opening through the front body. Moving away from tamas toward a sattvic experience of activity. and then roll your way back down. Walk your feet a little wide on your mat and lower both knees to the right. Set your right foot on top of the left thigh. Stephen, watch your water glass. (laughs) Come back to center, feet still wide, lower your knees to the left. Set the left foot on top of the right thigh. Come back up to center. Rock your way up to sitting. Make a fist with your right hand. Rest that in front of Kanda, just above the pubic bone. Take the left hand on top of the right. Gently press in as you tilt forward, anchoring at your base, distributing energy from the Kanda below your hands, underneath your hands. And come back upright, and with that groundedness in place, bring your palms together in front of the movement center, Anahata. Hari Om Om Tat Sat. Have a super wonderful day. Namaste. Thanks for listening to Peter's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'm also now having some episodes on YouTube, which you can check out. And if you can, support Peter's podcast on Patreon. It makes this possible. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Namaste. Namaste.